0: And welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. How many have to-do lists? How many have ever heard of a to-do list? Because there's there's planners, there's two types of people. There's planners, people that plan, and then there's people that, yeah, I'll get to it when I get to it, right? And um, that right there is all about planning, it's it's about just living a daily life. And in our society nowadays, our lives are extremely, extremely busy. How many of you that are retired, can re- remember those days when it used to be nonstop and you look back and you say, how in the world did I ever raise four kids, like my parents did, worked two jobs, took us, drove us to Little League games, drove us here to my sisters, to Girl Scouts, Brownies, this and that. How in the world did that happen? And maybe you're in that situation today, Where you feel stressed. Everybody say that word, stressed. Stressed? Stressed? Even saying that word feels draining, doesn't it? it? It takes something out of us when we say the word stressed. And I don't have to ask for a show of hands if you feel stressed. If you're a human being, there are times that you will feel stressed. For me, it's when I go into Walmart, I feel stressed. I, go into Wal- I don't like going into Walmart, but sometimes you need to buy the things that you need to buy and you need to get in line and you need to see all the characters, all the things that happen in Walmart, right? I get stressed. For some of you, it, it may be paying bills, maybe looking at the end of the month going, I don't know how I'm going to do this. There's not, not enough money at the end of the month for the bills I got to pay. And so maybe this morning you may be saying, oh, Pastor Rick, I I don't feel stressed. Well, let me ask you this. I I think I can blow that out of the water right now. How many this morning, you don't have to raise your hand, but you can elbow somebody next to you if you want. How many of you this morning were waiting for somebody to get ready because you were ready to come to church? You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Somebody was waiting, right? And you were stressing out. You're going, come on, we're going to be late. Come on, hurry up and you're in the car, and the other person is still in the house, right? And, and you're beginning to yell at them, and then you get to church and you say, Oh, hi, Irene, how are you? Wayne, it's good to see you. Praise the Lord, God bless you. But just half an hour before, you were yelling at somebody because you were going to be late, right? That's what stress is all about, and that leads to the word I want to speak on this morning, which is margin. I, I was going to title this, we need more margin, not margarine, in our life. But I figured half the people in here wouldn't know what margarine was. because <laughs> I don't think they call it margarine anymore. You can find that. It's butter, right? But I've titled this series that we're beginning today, We Need More Margin in Our Life. Say that with me. We need more margin in our life. How many know what I'm talking about when I, when I say margin? Just raise your hands if you know. I'm going to give you the explanation. But... Margin, this morning, margin is the space between our load and our limit. Everybody say, I have a limit. And if you don't believe me, your spouse is going to elbow you and tell you what your limit is. Um, it's between your load and your limit. That, that's margin. Margin is the amount available beyond what is necessary. Let me say that again. Margin is what is a, the amount available beyond what's necessary. We all think we can do certain things, right? Have you ever entered a, a long-distance race here? Anybody done a, a long distance, maybe a 5k, 10k, right? And you thought, well, I can do that. And then you're in the middle of that, and you're going, wow, I didn't train enough for this, or I didn't think it was going to be this tough. You start the, the second half of the race, you hit that wall, the runner's wall, and, and it's more than what you thought you could handle. And you don't realize it until you're in the middle of it. Well, margin is also the gap between rest and exhaustion. Anybody ever here suffered from just exhaustion? I mean, you, you can get depressed, you can get sick when you're exhausted. I'm talking about mentally, physically exhausted. You can end up in the hospital because it gets so bad. All of us have been physically exhausted, maybe from our jobs, maybe from, uh, you know, honeydews at home, whatever it may be, just being a parent, just living in today's society. It's exhausting. But margin is that gap between rest and exhaustion. It's also the space between breathing freely and suffocating. Ever feel like you're suffocating, like you're drowning, like life is, is drowning you? When you're overcome with bills, overcome with marital issues, overcome with job issues, nobody likes you, the dog doesn't even lick you anymore. I mean, everything's going bad in your life. That's bad. And that can happen to you and I. And and it's especially something that as a pastor, I always have to watch out for because margin, everybody wants a piece sometimes of the pastor. They want to talk to them or they want to. Have this or that counseling. I do counseling regularly, but I gotta manage that well. Otherwise, I'm not any good for my family. And uh, I've gotta take care of my family. Amen? Amen. So let's get into this this morning. Margin, again, is the opposite of overload. How many have taken on tasks and then you get into it and realize, man, I'm in over my head? I I had a, my my brother in law recently had started a, a job fixing fixing something, a little project he thought in his mind, right? It was just a, a little bathroom fix that he had to take care of. It ended up being a huge remodeling project, essentially. He had to tear down walls and, and uh, replace flooring, things that he didn't think he was going to have to do. But sometimes we get in over our heads. We weren't prepared to do that. Now we have no choice. And that leads to exhaustion. It leads to things... That will take away that margin, okay, and i 'm going to talk to you about what what that means in our life, so we can become overloaded and have no margin in our lives if if we 're not careful. most people aren 't quite sure when they go from from margin having time to becoming so overloaded they 're exhausted most people lose track of that like when it happened, they just know i 'm so exhausted i, I don 't have time. And you may be here today single, you may be here today with no kids, and you can all feel exhausted. It doesn't matter at what point in life you are, life can cause you to be exhausted, right? And here's the problem that I know for, for most of us, we don't want to be underachievers, we want to be maximum achievers. We want to do what we think we can do. None of us here, the people I know here that come to this church, we don't want to be underachievers. We're shooting for goals. We have goals. We're shooting for them. Unfortunately, if you're not careful, that robs you of any margin. It robs you of that. Unlike, like for example, each of you here, I believe you all have smartphones. And on your smartphone, you have a little gauge that tells you in the morning, if you're like me, it's 100% charged. Because I charge mine at night. I charge it only in the, in the, at night. And then throughout the day, I can see that little meter from 100% down 75%, maybe 50%, whatever. Don't you wish you each had a meter like that you could refer to? It's like, oh, man, I'm down to 25%. I better get a nap in right now, you know, so you can recharge. Now, retired people, you, pro- you can probably do that. The rest of us folks that aren't yet retired, we can't afford to do that yet. And we have to be careful how we manage our workloads, our priorities. Amen? Amen. So, the, you know, with school recently getting back into action again, how many families have kids back in school? That's a, that's a few of you here. And uh, some of you yourselves may have gone back to school, uh, college and so forth. But at this time of the year, parents, you're, you're driving kids to school. You're picking up your kids to school. You're dropping them off at soccer practice. You're dropping, picking them up at soccer practice. Taking them to music practice. Getting home, cooking, doing chores, mowing the lawn, uh, all, cleaning the kitchen, all fixing the screen door that just broke. All these things that you're doing, and it can be overwhelming, plus your 40, 50-hour job. We, we don't work 40 hours anymore. We work beyond that. It's in this world that we live in, your employer expects more out of you than they used to before because money's tight everywhere. I understand that. That's the nature of living in our society. So all of it is draining you. All of it is taking and taking and taking. And at the end of the day, you have nothing. Possibly that could be you today. Possibly that could be you feeling drained and nothing to give to your family members, to God. Amen. I'm tired just from saying all that, thinking that. It's like, wow, that's overwhelming. That's, that's very draining. Imagine if you had one free night a week. You know, and, and for young families that have young kids, that's a difficult concept to think. A free night? What's that, Pastor Rick? What is that? I'm talking about a free night like retired people have, seven days a week, and I'm just picking on you. I realize you guys are busy. Some of you are even busier than ever before. But, but there's a free night during the week. You can do whatever you want. There's no kids to worry about. No schedule to maintain. That's called margin if you have that. Or if you had two nights a week or three nights a week. I'm leading to the point that we all have to have margin. How about maybe telling your, your, your spouse, hey, uh, we can take care of the bills this month, not a problem. I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about the mortgage. I'm not worried about the, the best buy uh, statement that comes in the mail and I've got to pay the, the, the bill. I'm not worried about that. That's called financial margin. But if you're here saying, man, I don't know how I'm going to do it at the end of the month. I know I don't have enough money to pay the bills. You don't have margin. And you've got to fix that because it will get you into trouble as well. Amen? When we retire, we hope to have margin. And hopefully every one of you that are retired have margin in your life, and I believe you do. The most and hear this right here, this is what a, the gist of my message. The most wonderful things that happen in your life are found in the margin. God's blessings happen when we have margin. Conversely, if we don't have margin, you don't get God's blessings. You won't experience his blessings because you won't have time for them. You won't know it if it hits you over the head because you're too busy doing things, doing. Amen? Now, I want to speak to those that are constantly, don't raise your hands, but some of you, your mind's always working, right? You try to lay down, it's still working. You get up and it's working on what you were thinking of before you went to sleep for two hours and then it's working again. It doesn't stop. I know there's people like that. I know there's people like that. But I'm I'm speaking to you, and I'm speaking to everybody else. But in particular, to to those people. And I want you to turn in your Bible as we read from our sermon text this morning. chapter, uh, Chapter 10 of the book of Luke. Book of Luke. It's Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 10, and it's on your outline. I made it really simple for you. And look, it's even behind me on the... PowerPoint. Why don't you stand with me this morning as we read God's word. And I'm going to read starting in verse 38 through verse 42. And this is Jesus as he was traveling on his way to Jerusalem. He came to this place. So let's read. uh, Let me read beginning in verse 38. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, who was seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha, everybody say, but Martha, Martha. was distracted with all her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Then tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, and I could hear it just like the Brady Bunch, Martha, Marcia. He's saying, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you this morning for your word, your word which endures forever. Now I pray that your anointing, that you would speak through me that, Your message would be declared that we would receive wisdom this morning to understand it. That, Lord, that your word, which is alive and powerful, and, and Lord, that it would help us grow this morning. That we would understand better what it is to have margin in our lives for our relationships with one another, and, more importantly, for our relationship with you. Father, we pray your blessings now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Everybody say, the choice is yours. The choice is yours. Margin is a choice. Margin is a choice. We read in the text right now that Mary immediately spent time with the Lord. Nobody had to tell. Jesus didn't have to tell her, Mary, I'm here to spend time with you. Um, It's just like when you have company over, Right away, if you're like most people, the normal thing to do is, "Oh my goodness, is everything clean? Is everything ready? I mean, are the dishes put away? Are the dirty, the dirty clothes picked up from, from you know the wild party we had last night or whatever it may be? you're worried about details. Are, 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 is the bathroom filled with toilet paper? Do we have towels in there? Uh, you're worrying about all these details, and details will sidetrack you and derail you from the greater purpose, which is what took place here in this story. Mary, immediately, the Bible says, spent time with the Lord. She had margin in her life. She realized that, you know, these details, these other things, I can take care of that later because I've got margin. I've got time. On the other hand, Martha... That's all she could see. In fact, she was so bothered by it, she went right up to the Lord and said, don't you care about my... I mean, can you believe that? Martha, Martha is over there in the kitchen. Can you believe that? Or excuse me, Mary's over there, you know, hanging out with you guys, and I need her over here in the kitchen. She was complaining. And one of the issues when we don't have any margin, we become complainers. Nobody wants to be around a complainer. Amen. Nobody wants to hear a complainer, right? How many know what I'm talking about? You, don't elbow that person next to you. Don't elbow them if they're that complainer. Okay, but we know complainers. All they do is complain, complain, complain. And they can't see beyond their nose of what they're looking at. There's a bigger picture to look at sometimes. Amen? Yeah. Again, margin is a choice. It's a choice. Martha was busy doing work, which was all good, but at the expense of Jesus. There's a time and a place for everything. Everybody say that with me. There's a time and a place for everything. You all know that. It's common sense. It's called wisdom. But there is a time and a place for everything. Martha was more worried about details than her purpose. See, God's given us all a purpose He's giving us a calling in our life, but she was more worried about details. There's the expression, the devil's in the details, right? Well, the devil can give you so many details, and here's what happens. The devil, which is our enemy, our spiritual enemy, if he can't make you go down that road that leads you to temptation, make you become a bad person, he'll fill your life with busyness. He'll fill your life with with so much details and so busy that you don't have time for him and you don't have time for one another. Remember, it's always vertical relationships and then horizontal relationships next. He'll give you so many details on your plate that you have no time for him. That, the devil loves to do that. If he can't get you and I, you and I are in the church for a reason. We chose to say no to, to the things that are out there, right? We're trying to do our best day to, one day at a time as human beings, but But the enemy will fill your plate with details if you're not careful. Be careful of that. Always allow for margin. Always allow for margin. Amen. Amen. Margin is not something that just happens. You have to fight for it. You have to decide you're going to have margin in your life. Everyone may want a piece of you, even though you're retired. Your neighbor knows that you're retired, so he might say, Hey, can you do me a favor? Can you, can you mow my lawn? Can you do this and that? And before you know it, you're volunteering everywhere to help everybody, and there's no time for God, and there's no time for home. Be careful. Even the retired person has to be careful of that. Here's what happens when we live a marginless life, when we have no margin. When margin decreases, our stress Increases. I don't know about you, but I don't want to have stress. I want to have margin in my life so that my stress decreases. Amen. I want to have less stress. You know, yesterday... We were getting, we had a, a luau to go to, and I just kept in the luau theme today. Our company, the company I worked for was celebrating 30 years of uh, workplace uh, anniversary. We had a luau at the Silverado Country Club in Napa. It was a great time from 5 to 10 p.m. Wonderful time, great food, everything. And so I had planned my day because I like to have margin. I like to get things to things early and so forth. I get that from my dad. He likes to get thing get to his destination early. He trained us well. Well most of us, most of your kids, huh? The other will remain anonymous, Irene. But here's the thing. We we were uh, we were I was taking care of details at home and you know I washed the car and Before I went to wash the car, I figured you know it's it's twelve o'clock. I got to go out there and wash it. So I went out there and I started it. It's on the driveway, and I noticed it didn't sound right. It went uh uh, it went instead of going uh starting up. It went uh and we all know what that means. Your battery's going out. I said, oh no. So I turned it off again, and I and I did it. It Went even slower. So then I I moved it, and um, so I washed it, and then I moved it in the garage. And then I tried starting it one more time, and it was dead. <sighs> click, 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 it, nothing. So here it is. Now it's 1 o'clock. And what I wanted to do was, because I, I have margin in my life, I had wanted to sit down to watch Hawaii play against Georgia in the Little League World Series. And now I couldn't do that because I had, I had to take care of this. So I went, and by 2 o'clock I was done. I had a new battery in the car, and, and it was running fine. But that's because I had margin. Now, if I didn't have margin, here's what would have happened. Anna and I would have taken off to the luau at four o'clock when we left our house. And we would have gotten the Silverado Country Club. And then at nighttime, when we went to go, our car wouldn't have started and we'd have been stuck dead right there. And then it would have become a situation, right? It would have become expensive for me to get home. So we need to have margin in our life, right? Margin allows you to be able to react to the things that come up. Because every day in your life, things happen that are unexpected. Every one of you, things happen in your life every single day that are unexpected. You, you may be able to say here today, but Pastor Rick, I'm still not feeling, you know, that I'm that stressed out. May I, I have margin. Well, let's, let's keep going here. Um, Again, I I reference the fact that some of you may have been late this morning if you hadn't been yelling to somebody to get ready, right? You got here just in time. So financially, it could be that you don't have no margin. You're worried again about bills at the end of the month. You're worried about how you're going to manage that. And how many know that no matter how much money you make, there's always another situation, right? It just seems like if you think back five years ago, you may be making more money now than you were five years ago. And you're, yet you're still in the same situation, maybe worse, with negative uh, all around you in terms of uh, finances. Uh, it, it's not prettier. The, the picture's bleak. Or hopefully I can tell you and you can tell me, Pastor Rick, five years ago I was at such a point, now I'm doing very well and, and things are getting better. That's what we hope to see. We, we never hope that it gets worse as time goes on. We need to be working on those things, even financially, right? Because there's nothing worse than, than, than telling your, your spouse, telling you, oh, look, honey, look what I bought. And, and then you telling them, because you know your financial situation, you bought what? How much did that cost you? And because you have no financial margin, it stresses you out. And stress leads to emotional issues in your relationship and we all know that money is the number one issue in marital problems money it's because it's not handled correctly that's the number one issue in marriage relationships and in any relationship now the second thing is when margin decreases our relational intimacy decreases when margin decreases when you have when you have no margin your emotional intimacy decreases. You don't want to be around that spouse that just spent a thousand dollars on handbags or whatever it may be. You're going, what in the world were you thinking? I got to pay a mortgage payment and you bought what? And now the last thing you want to do is be emotionally intimate with that person. It may not be your spouse. It could be you know, your sibling, it could be it could be a mother, a father, it could be anybody, and, and you're just going, what are you thinking, right? And we've all been there, all of us have, maybe not to that extent where they're buying $1,000 handbags, it, it could be $1,000 shoes, I don't know, it could be the, the latest Jordans, it could be the latest high heel fashions, I don't know, but we gotta be wise in how we manage our finances, Amen. So we need to learn to have margin in our relationship with our family. If we don't have margin with each other, we won't spend time with each other because we can't because we don't have time. If I don't have um, uh, margin financially, I got to be out working. I got to go get that second job and third job to be able to just make ends meet. And then I have no time for my spouse, my children, God, all the important things in my life. Does that sound familiar to certain people out there? We see that that's how the world works. The world will work you. Instead of you working for the world, the world will work you. Yeah. And, and, and you'll have that bumper sticker on your car that says, I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. How many have seen that bumper sticker, right? We've all seen that. And that's why we truly work, because we owe, we owe. We, we go to work. But here's, here's what I want to say. Our sincere desire should be to spend more time with our children and our family. That should always be your sincere desire. Your Heavenly Father wants you to spend time with Him. He wants that desire to be in you, instilled in you. But if you don't have margin, you won't do that. And you won't find a reason to do that. We get too busy with details, with duty, with obligations. And and, and what we're really saying when we begin to do that is that Lord, I don't trust you to take care of me um, financially or spiritually. I need to make it happen. I need to make it happen. And yes, God expects you to work. God expects you to provide for your family, to make a living. But he also expects you to use wisdom and how to manage all that. Amen? And sometimes we, we begin to do things in our own mind, in our own strength, when God is saying, I got you if you just trust me. I'll direct your paths. If you're a contractor and, and you're complaining because you don't have enough work, ask the Lord. Lord, guide me. Open the doors that I can't open. God will open doors for you. Amen? Yeah. God will open those doors. Yeah. See, what we, need to, what we need to say is that, God, you promised me a life filled with purpose, with fulfillment. A- a- instead of saying, but I need to make it happen. I'm going to make sure my life becomes fulfilled. I'm going to make it happen. How many know that when you do that, you fall short? Amen. You fall short. God has the best plan. He, he's, he's given us his manual right here. Right. He's given us a manual. I had a friend in high school. His name was Manuel. And he was my best friend. But now I have a better manual right here. I have a manual that leads me to heaven to make wise choices. Amen. I want to make sure my life is fulfilled. And and yet, we can keep searching for those things that we can that we feel make us feel fulfilled. See, the world will tell you will tell you this is what you got to do. You got to drive this kind of car. You got to buy this kind of handbag. You got to buy these kind of designer glasses. You got to buy these kind of wheels on your car, and on and on and on and on. And if you're not careful, you're spending money left and right that you don't need to spend, Right. right? And and here you are stressed because you have no room financially because you spent your money on things that you don't need to spend. Amen. Yeah. And and the simple truth that that pursuit of of buying things like that leads to idolatry. It really leads to idolatry. Idolatry is worshipping something, worshipping something else other than God, choosing, you know, it could be anything, it could be any Inanimate object. It could be a hobby. You could be, that could become bowling. Could become an idol. Uh, golf could become an idol. It just depends. Yeah, forgive me, right, Harry? Bowling, but it depends on how, where you place that. Is it higher than God, or is it below God? Then it becomes an idol, and we all have to be careful. That may be watching TV. It may be. Spending time on a computer, it may be whatever it may be for you, you fill in that blank, that could become an idol. Amen? Amen. When we pursue activities, chase materialism, we live in such a materialistic world, this will lead us down the path to idolatry. Now, don't get me wrong, I believe that if you can afford it, God wants to give you the very best you can afford. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying you know, don't go bowling, don't go golfing, don't buy uh, Michael Kors handbags if you can afford them, whatever it may be, buy it. But don't do that just because you're trying to keep up with the Joneses. Don't go buy that brand new Mercedes Benz or whatever it may be, Bentley, because you want to look nice when you pull up to the family reunion. I mean, come on. Life is too short to worry about little details like that, Right. You all look good in the vehicles you drive in right now. Amen? There's no reason to go above and and get carried away. Live within your means. Live within reason. Amen? That's called margin. Called margin. Are you chasing those things? And I want you to think about these things. Are you chasing those things to keep up with your neighbors? Are you chasing materialistic things just so you can look good just like them? So that even though you can't live that lifestyle, you want to appear that you're living that lifestyle. Are you chasing those things? Because let me remind you this morning, that is leading you down the path of idolatry. Idolatry will take you down that path and will lead you away from your purpose and fulfillment. God designed you with a purpose and fulfillment. And that where we mess it up is where we begin to take the path that we feel is right. See, God has a path for every one of you. And it's very unique and very different than mine and than your neighbor. You need to follow the path God has laid for you. But we, with our ideas, can mess that up. And we can be led down a path of idolatry, right? And, and I don't need to give you any more uh, illustrations than... How many remember the program Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous with Robin Leach? Remember that program? Yeah. He passed away recently. But... That would tell you right there and show you that most of these Hollywood stars, they are so discontent and angry. And I mean, their lives are falling apart. And I don't need to tell you that. They have everything seemingly. Financially, you would think, well, man, they're loaded. They're they're multimillionaires over and over. So they must be fine and content. No, not, most of them don't even know God. A- and their life falls apart. Money ruins them. And, and you'll see the path of destruction they end up leaving behind. Lifestyles of the rich and famous and other shows. Some of them live the most unfulfilled lives you'll ever see. I think of shows, modern shows like the Kardashians and other shows. Unfulfilled lives, right? These people that have shows of just about their life. But it's a life of unfulfillment. And no purpose in it. Which then when you lead this kind of life will lead to will lead to anxiety and depression i don't know about you but if you've suffered any kind of anxiety or depression it's not a good place to be in it's not a happy place it's when we continually pursue that path of want 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 i want this i want that i desire this i desire that and then that leads you down that path of anxiety and depression. Now, why do you want those things? Because the world tells you that's what you need. Is God telling you that's what you need? Probably not. He's probably telling you, this is what you need. The world's telling you, no, not only is this what you need, this is what you need to have today. Even though you don't have the money, you need it today, right? The world will tell you that. And again, cutting away any margin you have financially. And it just gets you into issues with your family, and this leads you down a path to anxiety and depression. Instead, we should listen to the words that we had in our, in our sermon, in our uh, scripture verse this morning. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, the word of God says this, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. See, that starts with a choice. Jesus is saying, come to me. It starts with you coming to him. It starts with you coming to him. He's a gentleman. The Lord is always going to be a gentleman. The the Lord will never point a gun at your head and say, okay, Wayne, you got to follow me now or I'm going to blow you away. He'll never do that. He'll say, come to me. Come Come. to me. How many grandparents here, like me, like to stick your arms out and say, come over here and, and watch your grandchild run to you and walk to you? right? And then they come with a big old smile, or maybe your little child at one point, they came walking to you with their very first steps. That's an awesome thing to see. The Lord, in much the same way, is saying, come to me. And it puts a big smile on his face when he sees you walking towards him. Amen? Amen? Let's keep that in mind. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. Come to me, all who are stressed out. Come to me, all who are bummed out. Come to me, all who are burnt out. And I will give you rest, is what the Bible's saying. And I'm challenging you the, this morning, those that your minds are constantly working. You parents that just started back to school, got your kids, you're working, you come home, you're getting home late. You got to eat dinner, maybe make dinner because your spouse is too lazy to make dinner. Now you got to make dinner. Nobody's eating in the house. And then you got to remind them, have you done your homework? They haven't done their homework. They didn't do their (laughs) chores. And then the next day happens. Well, then you get to bed at 1130 at night. You got to get up at five in the morning and then you're not getting enough sleep. And then you're doing this day after day after day. And then before you know it, you've got anxiety, you got depression, you're stressed out. Because you have no margin. You have no margin in your life. It's a choice. It's a choice for each of you. You have to work on creating that margin in your life. So how do we do that? How do we do that? This is what I want to challenge you this week. This week, your assignment, Foothill Christian, American Canyon, your homework this week is this. I want you to unplug for 30 minutes. Unplug. And... All of you millennials know what I'm talking about. All of you uh, older people know what I'm talking about, I think. It's taking out your cell phones, unplugging them. No Facebook, no Instagram, no Snapchat, no Twitter, none of that. No TV, no radio, no podcast. I can't do that, Pastor Rick, you may be saying. Well, challenge yourself. I'm challenging you. Do that for 30 minutes this week and, and then allow the Lord to replenish you. Just seek God in those 30 minutes. It may be a challenge for you. And maybe it's something you haven't been doing on a regular basis. I would challenge you, just try that. And, and turn that phone off so it doesn't buzz, it doesn't vibrate, so you don't, aren't tempted to look at it. Just unplug it and say, Lord, replenish me. I have no margin in my life. This will help you create that margin. You may be saying, Pastor Rick, I don't have 30 minutes. I don't have. Well, it's a choice. It's a choice. You have to learn to set aside that time. You have to learn to become disciplined. Discipline is a tough word. You have to set that time aside in order to do this. Amen. Allow the Lord to comfort you, to speak to you. This will help release that grip of idolatry, of helping you to recognize what are the important things in my life and what are the unimportant things in my life? Those 24-inch wheels for my truck aren't as important as the necessary things. That brand, those brand-new shoes at that wonderful store that I love to look at in window shop aren't as important right now as maybe my relationship with my spouse right now. Lord, replenish me. Replenish. Restore that love for my spouse again. Restore that love for my for that one person that I've had an issue with in my family. Whatever it may be, whatever God allows, what, what you allow God to speak to you, you have to have that margin. So take the time to do that, amen? amen? I want to read a couple more verses as I close this morning. Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah 58, you don't have to turn there, but it says this, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land, and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. How many just love hearing that? The Lord will guide you always, not just today, but always. I love that. He will satisfy your needs. What needs do you have today? Is it a marital need? Is it a job need? Is it a financial need? He will satisfy your needs. In a sun-scorched land, I know that you've felt like you're in a desert. At times you'll feel like you're walking through a desert all by yourself. That God can't hear you. God's not listening to you. Like I mentioned before, sometimes the pressures of the world will lead to so much stress it feels like you're in the desert and there's no help. But the Lord promises in his word, he will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen you, will give you the strength that you need. You will be like a well-watered garden. I think of the Garden of Eden and what it must have looked like. Luscious, green everywhere, green plants. How many have been to Hawaii? How many have been to tropical islands, the Philippines? You know, anywhere it's tropical, you'll see these luscious green gardens Things that we don't see here, I would imagine heaven will be filled with that, with luscious green gardens, like a spring whose waters never fail, springs, brooks, little waterfalls running, that just, just hearing the sound of water, waterfall, hearing the sound of a a spring, of a river running, is just soothing, soothing to your soul. That's what the Lord promises to give you and I. Amen? And then finally, Philippians 4, 7, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. Philippians 4 and verse 7 says, and the peace of God, everybody say, and the, peace God, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. There's something that happens when you seek the Lord. And he gives you peace. Peace that nobody can give you. No book can give you. No social media page can give you. No activity can give you. Only God can. Through his word, he will give you a peace. The Bible says that passes all understanding in the King James. Passes all understanding. Transcends all understanding. And will guard and protect your heart and your mind. In Christ Jesus. See the world wants to destroy that mind. And that heart of yours. And the Lord God is saying. I want to give you that peace. I want to give you margin in your life. But come and seek me first. He says come to me. All who are weary and heavy laden. And I will give you rest.